Hawkins one, lofted away over square leg. A ninth six to Mitch Marsh. Yeah, it feels great. Um, probably had a few games in the middle of the tournament where I lost my intent, so um, yeah, it's really good to sort of learn quickly and back myself. I'm probably going to fail a few times. But... Mitch Marsh. We love Mitch Marsh when he's up and about, and we've been great supporters of him. So most of Western Australia, and he was one of the stars of Australia's oh, World Cup triumph. Was he what? He certainly was. He joins us. We've been trying to get him for a while, but it's fair to say he probably needed a bit of downtime, and he's preparing <laughs> the boat for the big boat trip that you meant to be going well, on. We, we promised you. We're going on a boat. I won't be going on any boat. I'll wave, you, I'll wave you off the land. <laughs> Mate, we are, we're going to Rottnest. We're just going to hang out. and be cool. I'm not sure his boat's big enough for both of us. Uh, Mitch, good morning. Uh, what? Morning, gents. How are we? Uh, how are you, mate? More importantly, you recovered? You all good? I'm all good, mate. Never never better. <laughs> Still celebrating? Well, not celebrating as per se, but you're just enjoying uh, the triumph, which was a remarkable performance by Australia. And uh, I know you had family back here who I think went to Coldplay first and then took in the World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, gee, I tell did. you what, it was, big. It, it was big, wasn't it? It was big. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I mean, an incredible experience to be a part of that and to, I guess, win in India. Um, yeah, it doesn't get much harder than that. So, um, yeah, it was a, an amazing sort of team to be a part of. The whole World Cup was incredible. And, yeah, to walk away winners was something I'll never forget. Hey, mate, you came home, uh, of course, uh, through the passing of your pop, and uh, that was uh, fantastic that you got back in time and uh, and we were back with the family for that and then went back. Um did that just ground you? Did that just sort of balance everything out and what was important in your life at the time and uh, and got you back to, to do a good job in the, the back half of the competition? Um, I mean, yeah, it was obviously um, it was a tough time for the family um, and yeah, had a lot of support and it was really incredible of, of Pat and Ronnie to allow me to come back at such a special time. Um, and be with the family for the day, or for a couple of days. Um, it was a whirlwind 48 hours, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, to, to go back and sort of do, and for, to win the World Cup and, um, be a part of it after, um, you're going through that. It was a special time. Mate, it shows enormous, enormous mental toughness by mm. you, and, uh, we're, we're really sorry for, for your loss, but can you tell us, just what it was like in front of 130,000 screaming Indians who cricket is their religion. What, what was it like out there on the park? Yeah, um, yeah I feel like often when you're playing in front of big crowds, um, you don't really uh, notice a crowd sometimes unless you really stuff up, like I did in the first game against India and dropped Jared Coley. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that was a, I mean, the noise of the crowd was like, I've never experienced anything like it. It was so loud. 120,000 people with blue jerseys on. And um, I just remember like facing my first ball against Mohammed Shami um, and the crowd roaring and trying to focus on um, <laughs> watching the ball. And the noise was just deafening. So, um, but, in, you know, in the same sentence, um, our focus for the day was to silence them and um, I reckon they were quite more than they were allowed, so that was great. Yeah, they left. They didn't hang around oh. for the trophy presentation. Very bad, very bad <laughs> no, losers. they didn't. 
Now, just remind, just remind yourself that this could pop up on socials, but I just want to throw this out to you and deal with this. You had your photo taken, and it's caused a bit of a ruckus back in oh. India. Uh, Mohammed Shami not happy, and and the letter was sent to the Prime Minister mm-hmm. and the Sports Ministry about being <laughs> handed a lifetime time ban for cricket because yeah. you had your foot on the trophy. Um, <laughs> that's what it deserves. If you had your time over again, would you have the same photo, Mitch? Uh, yeah, probably, to be honest. Um, you got me there, boys? Yeah, yeah. Are you taking the boat out as we speak? <laughs> yeah, are you back in the boat? Um, no idea, is it? Are you there? Oh, dear. I'll tell you what. I don't know. You got me? You got me? Yeah. yeah you got me. It's, a, it's a car Bluetooth connection Sorry. type No, thing. that's okay. That's okay. Are you yeah. actually taking the boat oh, out as we speak? No, I'm not. <laughs> Unfortunately not. All right. Uh, so it, would you have the photo again? And this is the one that you looked at. You are celebrating. You had the trophy in the in the change rooms and you were chilling out and you had a beer in your hand. You had your World Cup uh, medal around your neck. Uh, and it's caused a, a – well, not a ruckus in Australia. We love the photo. But according to Mohammed Shami, disrespectful. Thoughts? Yeah, there was obviously no disrespect meant in, in that photo at all. Um, and, yeah, I haven't given it too much thought. Um I haven't seen a lot on social media, even though everyone tells me that it's gone off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing in that. That was ridiculous. Like, fair I know. Yeah, you respect oh, I know. cricket. We know you respect that. everything about the game. It's just, again, real sore loser type stuff. Yeah, but, mate, that, when you ask for a lifetime ban from cricket, you thought you'd in done India. something really yeah, bad. You're never allowed to go back there again. <laughs> never allowed to go back there again. Yeah. Hey, what was – was there one moment in the in the World Cup, mate, that, uh, that stands out for you? I mean, it would be pretty hard to probably – Pencil in one, but um, is there one that said, you know, we're, we're, we're going to win this? Um, I mean, Glenn Maxwell's 200 was something that we'll never experience again, that's for sure. Mm. Um, that was absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so much that happened throughout the World Cup that um, we just kept building and building, and we never lost, um, I guess, trust in what we were capable of doing. Um, oh, and two. I must admit, well, from my point of view, it was absolute panic station. But um, it was, yeah, just an incredible eight weeks to be a part of. Um, like I said, we knew our best could beat the best, and um, we certainly saved our best for last. That whole Glenn Maxwell double century, where it was like you had to you had to see it to believe it. Staggering. It was staggering. Yep. When you were sitting there watching it, and and he was, yep. he was uh, no, he just couldn't move. What was your thought process? Because it, the, the the result hinged your process and progress in the competition hinged on him staying out there and getting a big double ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, Seven for 93, I think we were. Um, and he just, I mean, I don't even know how to explain what, what he did. Um, fair bit of mayo on the cramps, I think, to be honest with you. We've got fucking news for that. Um, but uh, that, that's all a part of the story. Um, and only Glenn Maxwell could do that. We, uh, we you know, obviously we're, we're all Wildcats men and we watch the uh, the basketball, Mitch, and we watch the towel wavers on the bench. Goss is all over the towel wavers. Yeah. It's an actual role. <laughs> I, I reckon you are the chief towel waver when you're not batting uh, <laughs> and you're on the pond. You just love, and it's one of the great things about you, you just love your mates doing so well and you're right there to support them and go nuts. Yeah, I think... Um 
That's one of the that's one of the reasons you play is um, enjoying your teammates' success and enjoying winning. Um, and I, I feel like that should be carried through from you know under thirteens junior cricket to um, I guess playing at the highest level. That's why you play to um, enjoy a win and have a beer in the change rooms after after a game. So to see your mates do well, um, I think that's the hallmark of a good team and enjoying your teammates' success. There's some polarising figures in Australian cricket, and it's not just new. This has been going on for years and years and years. And I think Glenn Maxwell was one. He's probably taken the mantle from Shane Watson and maybe a couple of others, maybe Dave Warner. You either love him or you hate him. And when he, dis- when he gets out for none, oh, he's hopeless. How does he get a game? I don't think anything he does from now on is going to matter. He can get seven ducks in a row. He can go through Mark Taylor-type numbers. He will be remembered for that double ton. And what we saw the other night, that again, uh, he has just gone to another level. He's almost impossible to bowl to. He is. Um, and he's just a, he's got a really good cricket brain. Um, although I must admit when we played against Pakistan and he, and he came out and we were one for 280 and he hit his first ball up for straight up in the air. The six we did we did think Maxi that's probably not needed. Um, <laughs> but I think the <laughs> the environment that um, Andrew McDonald and Pat have created is the perfect environment for guys like him um, and guys who you know have freakish talents to just be themselves. Um, Maxi doesn't have to be anyone else in our team. He just goes out, plays the way he plays, and we know that Maxi is best. is going to win us lots of games of cricket. So. Um, yeah, you got to take the good with the bad, and there's more good than bad with Maxi. Let's go bad. Where were you when word got around the camp that he'd fallen off the back of a golf cart after <laughs> two rounds of golf and got concussion? And what was the vibe inside the group? Like, it could only happen to him? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was a very um, unfortunate accident, and... Um, I guess one of the stories that we'll tell for a long time now that we've won it. <laughs> <laughs> the truth will come out at a, at a, at a, at a sportsman's night. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you on the boat. Ah, beauty. <laughs> hey, nice, nice. Hey, uh, how much uh, BBL are we going to see from you, Mitch? Uh, interested in that and in your role with the Scorchers? Yeah, I mean, hopefully we get a chance to play at some stage pending um, test selection. I haven't really uh, looked too far ahead. Um, and, yeah, hopefully I'm in the test squad. Um, and I'm not really sure how much availability um, there is if you're playing all the test matches. But um, I could be in after... With my test career, I'm, I'm only two bad games from... Uh, from being out of there. So uh, I could be playing most of the season for uh, the Scorchers. You are so funny. You are so funny. Hey, mate, I must ask, when you, when you left the group after the World Cup and a few of them had to stay behind and had to play in this yep. current T20 series, did you did you sort of say, see you, boys? Yeah, all the best. All the, all the best. Enjoy hanging around. Well, well, I mean, it just makes me laugh. I couldn't think of anything more unmotivational than having to play in a tournament that means, well, what I would say, means not a lot. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty outrageous. Um, to, yeah, for the for the guys that had to stay behind. I mean, it's a really it's a fine line because you know we've got to respect the fact that we're playing for Australia and it's a series against India, um, which is always really big. But um, there's also the human side to it that the boys just want a World Cup and probably deserve to celebrate for a while and get home to their families. So. Yeah, it's an interesting one. That you hope that there's not too many of those series put on after big tournaments like that again. And um, 
I celebrated for the six guys that stayed behind. I celebrated for all of them, so it's all good. <laughs> how, how, how much of this series have you watched? How many balls have you watched? Who's playing? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, watched, I've watched a little bit. They, they start too late at night. I'm, a, I'm up at 5 a.m. every morning for my morning walks on the beach, so uh, I'm asleep by 9 o'clock every night, and they start at 9.30, but I check the scores vividly. I reckon that's got some holes in it, that story. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not guaranteed you're up at 5 every morning. I reckon you might be getting home, Mitch. Oh, no. He's, 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 he's changed now. He's, he's loved up. I'm so, old. I'm yeah, old. Exactly. Thanks, so, <laughs> hey, so, mate, um, what else is happening? So, in, in your world, um, again, you're preparing for the test matches of the Pakistan, which starts here on the 14th of December, which is not far away now. Uh, then you've got the Melbourne, the Boxing Day yep. test, and, of course, Sydney as well. A couple of tests against West Indies. What, what's the expectation of the of the test playing team about doing well, even though they're probably not at the forefront of powerhouses in test cricket at the moment, either Pac- or Pakistan a bit better than West Indies. But what's the expectation amongst the test group? Yeah, look, um, you know, the expectation is we um, win a couple of series for Australia. I think Pakistan, um, you know, they can be really dangerous and their best is really good. Um, and they've, they've been you know, pretty good over the last few years. So, um, yeah, that'll be a, a tough contest. And um, it'd be pretty cool for you know our first game as a team back in Australia to be at Perth Stadium after winning the World Cup. And hopefully, um, you know, our fans really get, get behind us this year and come down and support us. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, fishing or cray fishing off the boat or nothing or just swimming? Well, I've got, I'm currently boatless, which is... Um, oh, where's the new boat? Hang on a second. You promised us a new uh, boat. I've seen the new boat. Yeah, yeah. the Fury's not finished until uh, hopefully mid-January. Oh, my god. Hopefully goodness. Scott Fury's listening and uh, just hurries up a little bit. But um, <laughs> Yeah, because we're always yeah, out of holidays. We've got to go back to work in February, yeah. mate. We finish up today and he's costing yeah, us. Yeah, I know. Sorry, lads. Yeah, um, so the boat trip's going to have to wait until probably February. Uh, February. Sounds but, like you're um, crabbing in the river then, walking. Yeah, scooping. Ah. Um, we'll find a way, lads. We'll find a way. We'll get that boat day. Ah, you're a good man. Mate, appreciate your time. Congratulations. We love the Marsh family. Oh, your old man was there. How cool was that? Did he actually pay to be on that tour or was he hosting the tour? He was hosting the tour. So, um, well played. Yeah, it was... He loved it. Absolutely loved it. Big Swamp. Ah, he's a legend. Absolute legend. Hey, mate, appreciate your time. Congratulations (laughs) on everything you've done, mate, and we're glad you took our phone call and all the best. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Cheers, guys. Sounds great. He's the best. Mitch Marsh is bona fide the best. He's everyone's favourite, I think, and no one dislikes no a Marsh. No one dislikes a Marsh. Uh, the Big Bash starts for the Perth Scorchers December 10 uh, over there in Melbourne. They take on the Gades, but the Test Match Series starts here at the stadium. Of course, they've put in the pitches as well. And <laughs> three tests, Pakistan here December 14 to 18. Yes, the Oval after, oh, after Coldplay. No, no, in. No, it pitches in. Pitches in and turf's done. Argy. Argy's doing a... Yeah, no, he's done a great job down there, Argy, man. How happy is he that Robbie Williams is at the key to estate? Yeah. Yeah, they put out a statement to Mellon Events to apologise for the traffic delays and the traffic snails, so we... Yeah, he's got nothing... How come the key to estate at Copping and they they didn't do anything wrong? They've hosted a magnificent event. What's happened? Don't know. I wasn't there. Um, But, gee, we've had some hats here, haven't we? Coldplay, um, Robbie Williams and the other mob. Foo Fighters. 
at HBF Park. We'll take a break and come back. Uh, this is our last show for the year. We go to the break with, uh, well, uh, we, will it go serious? No. No, today's not the time for that. Uh, You're looking at the grabs to, to decide which ones you want to play. Yeah, I want to play. I want to play a really good one because um, we've played all the best ones of mine. Um, <laughs> well, James Blank, who's now been, he got the he got the lemonade and sass from Hawthorne, didn't he? He's got into the Bulldogs League. Yeah. Anyway. He paid out on Denver going to Barris, one of our boys. This is Scotty and Goss. Uh, tell us something we don't know about one of your teammates. Um, shit. Um. <laughs> mm. Mm, come on. Yeah, uh, roll someone under the bus, nothing. mate. He's drawn a surname. I got, no, I got nothing. He's drawn a surname. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no one you want to lag in? Come on, mate. Somebody Maybe must do something. something you need to share with the public. <laughs> Someone who's the um, most annoying. Yeah, dirty. Andrew Gaff's got bad hygiene. Uh, yeah, apparently. Demo's lock is filthy. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't swear. He's lock is filthy. This is why we do pre-records, brother. You can blank that one out. This is gold. Whose lock is filthy? Denver. 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 Oh, 